This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced in the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's the season for shaking up salads as far as their appearance, their textures, and just what we commonly associate with a salad. I poked fun a little bit at my partner in my most recent food section column. It was also run under the name The Whole Dish in the Mail Tribune's weekly food section a la carte. I sort of played up a long-running debate between he and I about what constitutes a salad. In his mind, mixed greens are basically synonymous with salad. Maybe some shredded beet, some carrot, some sliced cucumber and tomato in season. But the vast majority of the salads he eats are mixed greens, spring mix. But I noticed within the past month or so that locally grown salad mix wasn't available at our locally owned grocers where we typically purchase it. It also had disappeared from our weekly CSA box that we subscribe to from BB Farms in Central Point. And the farmer, Octavio, told me he can't put it in the box for another month, maybe longer, because everything he tried to grow was bitter. The plant naturally produces these compounds to deter insects from eating it while it's in its reproductive phase. Every living thing's goal is to reproduce for next year. And of course, along with insects, humans are detecting these bitter tasting compounds and finding salad greens not so pleasant to eat in the hot weather. So my latest food section column was all about the types of salads I like to eat in the summer that to some people don't even look like salads at all. I mentioned that I love to do just slightly blanched green beans with steamed teeny tiny brand new potatoes with a little bit of blue cheese and like a lemony vinaigrette. I also like to just do corn kernels, just fresh corn kernels cut off the cob with some very finely diced tender zucchini and maybe some pepper or some chilies when this entire array of produce is ripe and juicy and flavorful and just begging to be eaten i don't need to go try to track down salad greens to pair with them to enjoy these pieces of produce and my column included some recipes for some alternative salads Melitza and salada being one garlicky eggplant salad it's a greek dish And it entails roasting eggplant first and chopping it up. This is tender and it almost kind of falls apart and turns a little bit mushy. And then topping that with some cherry tomatoes and some bell peppers, lots of fresh parsley, red wine vinegar, and garlic cloves. Serving it with bread is a great way to kind of mop up all of that soft eggplant in the vinaigrette. I also published a recipe for Provencal roasted pepper and fish salad. The creator of the recipe, the Chicago Tribune, did suggest serving it on baby arugula or spinach leaves, but I would certainly encourage you, if you don't have salad greens, if you are inclined to skip the greens entirely, to look beyond the arugula or spinach 
it's not strictly necessary. The star of this particular recipe is roasted red bell pepper and yellow bell pepper and tomatoes roasted with some fish fillets. All this comes out of the oven. It's all roasted together. All those delicious tomatoes, onions. The greens in my mind are almost superfluous. You could serve this on some rice. You could serve it on some farro or some couscous and it would be just delicious even without the greens. And I also published a recipe for tomato, corn, and melon salad. That recipe actually comes from my blog archives from 2011, when the Associated Press produced an entire series of what they called the salads of summer. They asked celebrity chefs from around the country to submit their favorite salad recipes. And there was a new one every week that was published for about four months or so. And so my blog was a really great way to get all these recipes out there. And I wanted to revisit a couple of those that really, really fit into this concept of a salad that doesn't rely on greens. I pulled up two in particular that I thought were just perfect for the season we're in at this very moment when tomatoes are really ripening up and most people have way more zucchini than they want and they're looking for other ways to use it. So I'm gonna share in this podcast a recipe for zucchini scapeche salad. And this was posted to my blog, August 5th, 2011, under the headline, Earthy Zucchini Salad from a Lifestyles Expert. This was devised by Donatella Arpaia, who was a frequent judge on Food Network's Iron Chef America about a decade ago. She was always introduced as a lifestyles expert, which I found a little amusing. But she did publish a cookbook titled Donatella Cooks, Simple Food Made Glamorous. And this recipe for zucchini scapeche salad was in her cookbook. It was also served at her namesake New York restaurant. She talked about how it's a classic Puglian dish of fried or grilled zucchini. It was sort of adapted to being more of a traditional salad at her restaurant by including arugula as sort of like a bed, but you certainly don't have to include that again with this zucchini scapeche. You could serve this as a main dish with again, a steamed grain, farro or couscous or rice even. I'll share that recipe here in a minute, along with a recipe that was created for the Associated Press for the series by Alice Waters of Chez Panisse fame, sort of the landmark restaurant in Berkeley. She, of course, is known for ultra, ultra seasonal eating and cooking, certainly in her restaurant and in her home kitchen. And she published a recipe for heirloom and cherry tomato salad, a melange of the most gorgeous tomatoes you can get your hands on. All shapes, sizes, colors mixed together, tossed with green and purple basil leaves and lemon cucumbers and torpedo onions, which are another sort of farmer's market specialty item that a lot of people do grow in their gardens. So I'll share that one as well from Alice Waters, and it was published August 26, 2011, under the headline, Celebrate 40 Years of Good Food with This Salad. And that was a reference to Chez Panisse's 40th anniversary in 2011. Of course, this year being its 50th anniversary. You can find these recipes by searching the archives of my blog at blogs.e7oregon.com 
forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and select from the archives menu on the right hand side of the page there's a drop down button and you select August 2011 page all the way down the page to the fifth for this one because they're posted in reverse order zucchini scapeche salad calls for and this is for the dressing to start a quarter cup extra virgin olive oil one teaspoon honey the zest and juice of one lemon one garlic clove that's been peeled and diced two tablespoons toasted fennel seeds and salt and ground black pepper to taste to make the marinade You'll need three quarter cup red wine vinegar, three large garlic cloves that have been peeled and finely chopped, and 30 fresh mint leaves have been finely sliced. If you grow mint like I do in your yard or in a pot, you could probably pluck just a half dozen stems of mint and strip the leaves off to arrive at the quantity you need. I don't think you need to count out 30 exactly. It's probably a little tedious. And then to prepare the zucchini, you'll need olive oil for frying, three to four medium zucchini that are sliced diagonally into a quarter inch rounds. You want these fairly thick so they hold up to the marinade and the frying. Six cups of arugula as a bed for this. Again, you could skip that if you wanted to or use a different type of green. And a quarter cup ricotta salata. That is the very dry, crumbly ricotta cheese. You don't want to substitute normal ricotta cheese. It comes in a tub that people typically use for lasagna for this. It's not going to work. It's supposed to crumble on the top. And if you can't find ricotta salata, you could look at specialty cheese stores locally like the Rogue Creamery Cheese Shop in Central Point or the Oregon Cheese Cave in Phoenix. You could substitute another cheese that crumbles. You could substitute feta cheese, although that's Greek and this is strictly speaking an Italian dish, but why not? It would still be delicious. To prepare the dressing in a small bowl, whisk together the quarter cup extra virgin olive oil, the teaspoon honey, the zest and juice of one lemon, the garlic clove that's been peeled and diced, and the two tablespoons toasted fennel seeds. Season to taste with the salt and pepper, then set aside. To make the marinade in a small bowl, combine the three quarter cup red wine vinegar, the three large garlic cloves that have been peeled and finely chopped, the quarter teaspoon each salt and pepper, and the 30 fresh mint leaves. You can leave those whole. You don't need to chop those, although you could kind of bruise them a little bit with your fingers as you're putting them into this marinade, sort of rub them between your fingers a little bit to release some of their flavor and essential oils. In a large skillet over medium high, heat about a quarter inch of the olive oil until it's hot but not smoking. Working in batches, if you need to do that because of the size of your pan, we've got three to four medium zucchini here to, to fry. Slide the zucchini slices into the skillet in a single layer. Don't crowd them. Fry them, turning them with a fork for about seven minutes or until they're golden and flecked with dark spots. You don't want these to get too mushy. If they start to feel like the fork is just gonna tear through the center, you can back off on the frying time. Zucchini are softer the larger they are and the more seeds they have inside. So if you're using very large zucchini from your garden, you'll wanna just be aware that that center part is going to get very soft pretty quickly. As the zucchini slices finish frying, transfer them to that bowl of marinade with the mint leaves and let them marinate for at least 10 minutes. Of course, you could let them marinate longer. Prepare this ahead of time. Place the six cups of arugula in a large bowl. 
remove the zucchini slices from the marinade and add to the arugula. Drizzle with that fennel seed dressing. Then toss it all together gently and top with the shaved ricotta salata. Again, you could use feta cheese for this or even sort of shave on some good quality Parmesan cheese with a vegetable peeler. And that makes six servings of zucchini scapette salad from the August 5th, 2011 post to my blog, The Whole Dish, under the headline, Earthy Zucchini Salad from a Lifestyles Expert. And now for the salad that was submitted by food industry icon, Alice Waters, her heirloom and cherry tomato salad published to my blog on August 26, 2011 under the headline, Celebrate 40 Years of Good Food with this Salad. You'll need a half pint assorted cherry tomatoes that have been halved. Two pounds heirloom tomatoes. Again, find the biggest, best, juiciest, most beautiful heirloom tomatoes. All colors, sizes, core them and cut them into wedges or slices. One shallot that's been peeled and finely diced. Two tablespoons red wine vinegar. One garlic clove that's been peeled and smashed. Salt to taste a half cup extra virgin olive oil, ground black pepper to taste, green and purple basil leaves that have been chopped. You want to be careful not to mince the basil leaves too finely. I like to roll them up, stack them one on top of the other, roll them up into a cigar shape, and slice crossways to produce what's known as chiffonade. That keeps the basil aromatic and fresh. When you dice basil too finely and you bruise it, those flavors get muddied and the essential oils start to oxidize, I find. So I like them cut in very thin ribbons, chiffonade. I don't think Alice Waters would disagree. And you'll also need lemon cucumbers and torpedo onions that have been sliced. If you have those, that's optional. So arrange in a shallow bowl or on a platter all those tomatoes, the half pint assorted cherry tomatoes that were halved and the two pounds heirloom tomatoes that have been cored and cut into wedges or slices. Set that aside. To make the vinaigrette in a small bowl, macerate the peeled and finely diced shallot in the two tablespoons red wine vinegar with the smashed garlic clove and a little bit of salt for about 15 minutes. Then whisk in the half cup extra virgin olive oil. Taste and adjust the acidity with more vinegar and salt as necessary to your preference. Season the tomatoes all over with salt and pepper before you put on that vinaigrette. Tomatoes, of course, always benefit from a little salt and adding salt starts to bring out their juices even more. They'll start kind of weeping their juices. Then sprinkle on the chopped basil leaves chiffonade and carefully dress with the vinaigrette. Only Alice would say carefully. These tomatoes are just a thing of beauty to be handled gently. Thin slices of peeled lemon cucumber and torpedo onion are wonderful additions to the salad if you have those. Put some more whole basil leaves on top, not just for garnish, but because they're just delicious eaten whole. And that makes four servings of heirloom and cherry tomato salad from Alice Waters. Posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, August 26, 2011. You can find that at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And find more recipes that are seasonally fresh, delicious, and globally inspired on my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com 
forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.